Just plain ass, normal, every day, no question about it, no NFL, no year, not named after a player, not named after a coach, not named after the referees, pet goldfish, no quarterback, dimeback, nickelback, simple, ordinary, unembellished, unmistakable, crystal clear, as frank as Frankenstein, as blunt as an atom bomb, one compound word, it's motherfucking goddamn sons of bitchin' fuck, fuck, fucking football! Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to the Two Dumb Yinzers. As you notice, now you can see us. Look, yes. there's Mike. Here I am at Two Dumb Yinzers headquarters, and Mike is somewhere in Bumfuck, Ohio. But nonetheless, he is here with us. We are doing our first video Zoom show today, so you're going to want to stay, keep staying. Now, the one thing I know is everybody, when they tune into us, Mike, they're looking to see, you know, models or midgets or somebody painting boobs. Yes. Today, today's a special show because this is a big one, obviously, for the, the reasons that we're doing this for the very first time, but, but today we are going to talk about the nfl draft yes my favorite time of the year yeah me too um i love it i, I can't get enough no it's a little bit of a you know it's on the other end of the year the other end of the spectrum from the football season so it gives us a chance to have a little bit of football now you know what i love it i love it too i yeah except for uh I loved it, except for that first round pick and the two seventh round picks. Everything else is pretty good. Okay. I mean, we'll get to that here in a minute. <laughs> I, I got my vitriol saved up. This is episode 54. Episode 54, everybody. Again, I'm Ryan. He's Mike. We are the Two Dumb Yenzers. And again, this is our first video show. And moving forward, we're going to be um, doing more videos. We're going to be doing um live coming up next week yep. so yes. you're gonna want to stay tuned everybody stay tuned we're moving forward you're coming with us um mike how are you doing today man i'm doing great um you know i we're, we're talking about the nfl draft how can i not be excited absolutely i you know um three days three days of nothing yes. but football and guys getting um you know their first jobs and you know getting paid a lot of money Oh, well, you know, you know, they were getting paid under the table before the NIL deals came in. So, right. Right. Uh-huh. hundred dollar handshakes. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I no doubt about it. I mean, you know, it, you know, it goes on, but, uh, you know what? Like I always say, I'm a fan and you know, whatever they decide to do with their money, that's on them. I tune in to watch football and you know what? It works for me. Yeah. Oh, uh, like, NFL draft. Before we start, listen, why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown of some of the new things that we are um, rolling out, some of the things that we are doing moving forward, basically what you were explaining to the people last week, kind of give them a little rundown so they could be, be right. fresh on their minds. So we have we have the new website, 2 com, as in the number two, I remembered this week, number two, not letter two. 
twodumbyinters.com. Um, we also have our merchandise store, which is, give me one second here. I will pull it up so I can read off the site correctly. It is twodumbyinters.myspreadshop.com. So you can be two-dumb-yinters.myspreadshop.com. There's also a link on our website for you to check that out. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Like Ryan said, you know, we have our nice little video set up here through Zoom. Thank you very much there. Um, we'll be doing lives. Uh, we'll start with uh, Facebook Live. And eventually we'll introduce in um, YouTube Live because all of our videos now will be going up on YouTube as well. Once we're done, you can still catch our episodes on Anchor, Stitch, or Anchor, Stitcher, um, Spotify, brain fart there. Um, yeah, so that's that's about it. A lot of also, fun stuff going um, on. We do. We're going to be moving to five days. Five days? Uh, five days is something new we're going to be doing. Also, we're going to be making a little adjustment at the end of the week because we ultimately we've been having – the dumb jukebox show on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Now that we're moving to five days a week, live shows, we're going to move the jukebox show back to Saturday night. We're going to have yep. a Saturday night show. And that is going to be where all the music and um, you know, all the all stuff that musicians bring to us and send to us and the stuff that we play will be on Saturday nights moving forward. So keep that in mind. If you tune yes. in for the music show, Saturday nights. Also, Mike, Mike brought up the store. Now, the merchandise store, it's, it's unbelievable. If you get a chance, go check it out. I tell you what, Mike, I'm going to be spending, spending some money there because I, I see probably 10 things uh-huh. that I want to get right off the top. And, um, and the more you go down the list, the more stuff you see that you want to that you yeah. want to get, you know? So I, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get on there and start ordering, and um, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, the, the one design has 149 products. The other, just 18, just because of the way the graphic works. And- yeah. The other one has 140, so there's a there's good selection there for the whole family. Absolutely, absolutely. There there really is something for everybody, like Mike mentioned in an earlier episode. There's something for the kids. There's something for the the the, the dog. Everybody, there's something yep. for everybody. Check it out. First, go to the website www.2.com, and you can always navigate from there and find the store. And Mike, what is the website to go directly to the store? It is two dash dumb d-u-m dash yinzers dot myspreadshop.com great job now everybody like we had said earlier and mike i know he's chomping at the bit over here he wants to talk football he wants yes. to talk draft so i'm gonna i'm gonna pass the mic off to i'm gonna pass the mic off to mike and he's gonna go ahead and kind of get us started with his thoughts on the draft all right so we got our first pick number 20 Kenny Pickett. Why would you take a quarterback who has had one good year in the first round after you spent money on a quarterback that you were trying to say, hey, this is the heir apparent to Ben. We're going to sign this guy to a two-year deal. He's going to be our starter, but yet we're going to draft this quarterback who here, I'm looking at his stats right now. Kenny Pickett, freshman year, one touchdown, one pick. I'm sorry. Okay, freshman, sophomore, first start year as a starter. Completed 58% of his passes for 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. Junior year, we have 61% completion rate, 13 touchdowns, nine picks. His first senior year, 
because apparently he's a doctor or some shit. He's good at college that long. 61% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns, nine picks. And this is the guy everyone at Pitt hated. Like, this team needs a better quarterback than last year when they played no one. They played no one. They get Clemson on a down year. He has 42 touchdowns, seven touch, seven picks for 67% um, completion percentage. So this is telling me right here, these first three years where he's a true starter, that's the real Kenny Pickett. This one right here is an outlier. That's who we're getting. We're getting Kirk Cousins 2.0, if we're lucky. <laughs> if we're lucky, is he going to be like Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, um, Philip Rivers, Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrows, uh, Lamar Jackson, or is he going to be the next Ryan Leaf, Cade McNown, Achilles Smith, Rex Grossman, Cade Mc, or yeah, Cade McNown, who already said, Brandon Whedon, Johnny Manziel, Jimmy Clausen. I think he's in that range. It's a terrible pick. Set the team back five years. Johnny 12 yards, everyone. Johnny 12 yards, or Kenny 12 yards is our new quarterback. Kenny 12 yards. Yesterday, the other day when we were working on a show, we had a guest in, and we were doing a little bit of work here in the studio, and Mike was calling him Johnny Small Hands, or Kenny Small Hands. Kenny Small Hands. Kenny, I'm the only adult in America who has hands smaller than Donald Trump. <laughs> He's our quarterback. Yeah. I, I hope he do, I hope he does that fake slide against Baltimore and they take his head off. He's the only Steeler that I will root against. Yeah. Yeah, that's Kenny Pickett in the pocket, pooping his pants. Yep, that's Kenny Pickett pooping his pants. Uh what about what about <laughs> I hope he I hope he does well because I want the team to do well. But it's probably the Penn State fan in me coming out because fuck Kenny Pickett. Oh, absolutely, Pitt. <laughs> absolutely. Because you know it's 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 fuck Pitt with uh, um, yeah Cam Hayward. It's well, fuck Pitt with Cam uh, well, Hayward. Cam Hayward, Hayward. Ohio State. Came, he was well, a Western Pennsylvania guy, well, and his dad was a Pitt guy. No, Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward's that guy that will. All oh, the team needs to play better. We need to all play better. And then, dude, you're going out there. You're getting blocked downfield on one-on-one against the Bengals and the Lions. You ain't one shit in this league, and you talk like you have one shit. He is so overrated. He crumbles in, in the in big defense, game. That's what that's what 31 teams do, though. 31 teams, you know, talk shit and they don't get yeah. it done. He never. You know I mean? He's never gotten it done. And this, they act like, oh, he's this great stealer. When I think great stealers, I think people who have won Super Bowls. But that, he's, you know, I mean, he's a very good stealer. You got to have a good all-around team. I mean, you know, he if, crumbled if receivers, if receivers he, weren't dropping all these passes for the final ten games two seasons ago, you know, it might have been different. This team may have had a different. The, well, the last like every he finally made a play in a playoff game this year. I remember when we played Jacksonville, when we got upset too. when we got up upset against Jacksonville a few years ago when our offense was stacked. There's him and there's Stefan to it getting blocked twenty yards downfield, and everyone goes. Man, why couldn't Ben win that game? They only put up 40 points. Yeah, right. it, 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 takes, just, it takes 52 guys. You know what I mean? I'm just not a fan of Cam Hayward. He makes some great plays, but there's a lot of times on teams that he should be beating, he's on his blocks and shit, he's getting destroyed downfield. And the minute you bring it up, this is probably why I get so heated. Fans of the team, 
attack you for pointing out his poor performance. But anyone else on the team, anyone not named TJ Watt and Cam Hayward, you you can criticize. But those two who have none, never won anything, you can't criticize. They are like the Andrew McCutcheon of the Steelers. Kutch never won anything in Pittsburgh. Never won anything, but you would criticize him, and he was like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. But yet you can criticize people like Ben, Crosby, Latang, Malkin. This show has gone off the rails, and we're like 10 minutes in. And this is like coffee. These guys, they're fun-loving guys. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. People don't want to give these people slack because, you know, Cam Hayward does so much for the community. I don't care about that. I, exactly. I don't care. I care and about I, I totally the Super agree with you, But I think that's what people's defense yeah. is whenever they oh, yeah. take that stance where, you know what, you can't say nothing bad about Cam Hayward. You can't say nothing bad about TJ Watt. They're just fan favorites. And, yeah. you know, you know, you're going to have that no matter who's here. And you're going to have that anywhere you and, go. And it's, and it's always the people who have never won anything that you can't criticize. You're right. It's like once you start winning championships, you're fair game. Right. And I think I think the only one in town who's won a championship that was not able to be criticized in my lifetime was Heinz Ward. He won the two Super Bowls, the MVP. He was the only one like people like if you would criticize, he was like the only champion that was beyond reproach. You could never criticize Heinz. Right. It's because he was that fun loving guy. But everyone else, doesn't matter who you are, if you won, you were you had the most criticism. Now let's move. <laughs> Let's let's move past uh, Kenny. Let's move past the first pick. Let's move to the number two. What do you think of George Pickens out of George Georgia? Pickens? He um, pull up his stats here. Um, he he had that monster freshman year, junior or sophomore year. Production dropped a little bit, but he went from eight touchdowns to six. Not a big drop. And then last year he tore his ACL. He only played in four games, limited time, but he had that big 53 or touchdown against, um, was it Alabama in the championship game? Oh, I yeah. Think. Great yeah. Play. Yeah. And the, dude, he's, he's like that Steeler receiver that everyone wants. He's that dude who is just, will fight for every catch. Not the fastest guy, but will, like I said, make those combat catches and he will just destroy people in the running game. So hopefully that will carry over because. We need that because Chase Claypool in college, he was this beast that would just destroy people in the run game. Then he gets into the pros, and now he's afraid to block. You're right. Clay, you're right. Claypool needs to step his ass up. There's no two ways about yeah. that. That kid has all the potential in the world. Uh-huh. He, 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 he's going to, you know, his biggest uh, competition is with, within between his ears. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy got to get his head straight and decide he wants to have a dominant pipe performance in the NFL mm-hmm. any given season because he has it. He yep. has, you know what I mean? The, the guy is a playmaker. It comes down it's, to him. Yep. Like my biggest thing is with him, like on passes, he should jump for, he's falling down instead of jumping for the ball. It's like, dude, right. you're like six, four, six, six in that range. You should be jumping over people, not falling down. The guy down. has athletic talent. Like I've never seen. Yeah. Like they, you know, they called him Maple Tron for a reason. Cause he's, you know, built like Megatron was Calvin Johnson. He has all yeah. the tools in the world. Hopefully he, he gets it together. Because if they have Deontay Johnson, hopefully he can catch passes. You know, I'm tired of like seven games left in the season. He just decides to drop everything in key situations. So you would have Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, or yeah, Pickens, 
And then you have what? Fryermuth at tight end, Najee out of the backfield. They have a lot of weapons. They just all need to <laughs> produce at the same time and consistently. I think that's the biggest problem is their consistency week in, week out. Absolutely. Because one week, like they'll have they all have stretches where they dominate Johnson and um Claypool, and then they have stretches where they disappear. You can't have that anymore. They've been in the league. They've been in the league long enough now to where they need to just consistently play. You know, I wish we wouldn't have got rid of last year. I wish we would have kept Melvin Ingram. Uh, I mean, the guy, the guy's really effective when he's out on the field. You know what I mean? I I can understand building what we, what we have going on as far as the team, what we have as far as positions, but when it comes down to crunch time, Melvin Ingram, he's all over the field. The guy is sideline to sideline and there's a, Excuse me. There's not many plays that he's not involved in when he's on the field. So I, I would rather I think Highsmith for me was coming along at, at the end of the year to where he's going to be. He's it was just better to get rid of Ingram and him not wanting to be there and him causing that locker room problem. So I just right. rather get rid of a player like that who all right you don't want to be here after you, know, you signed with the team. They told you what you're going to be. You're going to be a rotational player. You're going to be a backup, and then all of a sudden that's not good enough for you get the F out of here, get a draft pick for you. And I think our draft pick turned into one of the guys, I think maybe a backup uh, deal or a wide receiver or a okay. lineman. Yeah. So we got it. We got a player out of them. That's looking like they might be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say the, the, the big three, the first three picks are the guys that, you know, they're more than likely going to be on this team when it's all yeah. said and done. And Penny Pickett being one, the quarterback from Pitt, George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia. And then mm-hmm. finally, DeMarvin Leal, the defensive line yes. from Texas a and What do you think about him? What I saw, I I didn't know a whole lot, lot about him because when you heard like defensive lineman, it was the two dudes from Georgia. Like yeah. that's all you heard. And on the NFL Network, a couple guys had this guy rated number two behind Jordan Davis, and we get him in the third round. Yes. I'll, I'll take that. He They say he's like a little undersized. But you know, how can you be undersized like you're six something two six four two ninety is undersized? I right. just love the way the game's going. So, you know, if he can play on the outside back up, you know, to it or Cam Hayward be that number two guy behind them and eventually work him <clears throat> work himself into to be that starting role, it's a great pick. And the coaches were saying they they think that he can still add weight and won't lose any speed or anything, and he'll just get stronger and you can move him inside if you need him. So that that would be a pretty good pick. And to uh, backtrack here a second, the Melvin Ingram trade allowed us to get a six-round pick, which we'll talk about here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Who that person is from a you know a award-winning family of multiple. another Big Ten guy. We'll just say that. Yeah, well, yeah, another, yeah. Another Big Ten guy. <laughs> um, so we do. We have the you know I, I have like I said I have that final three. Those three that always tend to make the make, get the job. Yeah. So four through seven, so we have uh, Calvin Austin the third, a wide receiver out of Memphis. I think, he, depending on what he does in the preseason, he has a good shot to make a team just yeah. because of the state of our receiving core. Um, like, real quick, I was just watching some videos, um, analyzing him on the NFL Network, and they're like, "Dude is so quick and fast, but he's also strong for how little he is. Where he's only like." He's 5'9", 162, and 
they were showing videos of him going up against cornerbacks that were towering over him and he's just wrestling the ball away from him. So he's not just that quick little guy. He's a strong, little fast guy too. So that's going to be interesting to see what he does. All right. So then we move on to uh, the next pick, our sixth round pick, like you'd mentioned <laughs> the halfback tight end for Michigan state, Connor Hayward, Connor Hayward. Now give me your unbiased opinion. If his last name wasn't Hayward, I don't think he's getting drafted by the Steelers. He had he had that great game in the bowl game against Pitt. I'll give him that. That was like a hell of a game that he had. But I just don't think if his last name isn't Hayward, he's not getting drafted by the Steelers. That's what yeah, I, I I don't know a whole lot about him, so it could just be my bias against him. But I I don't know. I just don't think if his name if his name was Connor Smith, he undrafted free agent because we already have a fullback we already have two we have fire muth and um oh my god i forget his the second tight end's name um give me one second here uh, zach gentry who played well last year and we have two guys behind him so i i, I don't know i don't know unless he's going to be a special teamer you know, if not, if he contributes on special team that's a good pick because at sixth round that's what you're going to do you're going to be a special teamer so all right, then we go to that linebacker, that linebacker that we spoke about earlier, and that's uh, the first pick in the seventh round, our first of two yeah. picks in the seventh round, Mark Robinson. Now, he's a linebacker out of <laughs> Ole Miss. So the NFL Network, you know how, like, NFL Network and ESPN, they always have those draft prof- profiles of every player? Yes. Video packages ready for some dude from, like, some third-tier college you never heard of? They had nothing on this guy. Nothing. So I, from what I can tell is he converted from running back to linebacker, only played one year. Yeah, only played the one year at Old Miss, but, you know, he had five and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, 13 games. He had 91 total tackles. So it, it's that typical Steeler pick of we're going to get that raw defensive player and see, see if he turns into something, if he makes you the team. At this point in the game, when you're hitting that seventh round, right, six, it's, seven. a, it's a, it's a crapshoot anyway because, yeah. you know what I mean, what's yeah. really left in the pack, yeah. you know, you have t- 31 other teams who are looking at these guys the same way yep. that you are thinking, oh, yeah. can I make something out of this guy? Can yep. I, you know, does he have a chance? Can he, does he have potential? And, when, you know, when you get to this, you know, the seventh round, you know, especially, yeah. that's yeah. what you have. You have a bunch of guys like that. So I personally, just like everybody else in the world, have, I have no clue about this Mark Robinson. Yeah, me either. Uh-uh. But we're gonna see him in 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 um, August, and you know yeah. we we'll get to take a look look at him along with the other linebackers, and and see what his potential oh, really and there, is. And there's a ton of linebackers. I don't know if he's gonna be trying to make him that undersized edge rusher, kind of like how Marvin uh, Marvin Harrison, James Harrison was coming on the outside, or if they're gonna stick him in in the middle as that hybrid linebacker safety type. Because if he came right. from a running back and he had some speed, he can do kind of like that. How they're doing with them. Um, Allen Robinson, who they moved from safety into a middle linebacker. They, right. Because the league's going more into that. You don't have that big thumping, um, run-stopping middle linebacker anymore. You more or less have two speed guys, and hopefully one of them can be that the harder hitter. So we'll, we'll see. You know, like you said, you know, six, seventh round pick. <laughs> what are you hoping for? You're hoping yeah, for, hey, right. get something out of him on special teams for a year or two and see if he turns into something. So you never know. So that takes me to the other seventh round pick, 
we picked out of South Dakota State a quarterback named Chris Oladokun. You, you fucking you, you fucking pronounce that thing perfectly too, because I looked it up how to pronounce it. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? I believe so. Yeah. Do you know anything about this guy? Uh, and what is your take on them picking this quarterback in the seventh round? You see this a lot with you, in years past. Teams would draft a quarterback in the first round, then take another one like later in the draft. I don't know why. I'm thinking if one pans out and the other one doesn't, you have a backup. I don't know. I think Steelers usually go into 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 the camp with a lot of quarterbacks anyway. Like usually like four to five sometimes to weed themselves out. So I, I have a feeling someone's getting moved. I have a feeling Absolutely. Mason Rudolph is gonna be either traded or cut by the end of training camp. Well here's the thing, Mason they, Rudolph, he deserves to be traded or cut, not in a bad way, but you know, I mean the, just the to game, give him a chance. Yeah, here's the thing. What he is and the work that he's gonna require, it isn't what the Steelers are looking for or what the Steelers yeah. need. Because we are an accomplished franchise who, you know, and it's not right, but the fans expect us to be in the Super Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. And going with Mason Rudolph, I think, is the total opposite direction of what the Steelers like to do. So you're right. Unfortunately for him, I think that he is the odd man out. But fortunately for him, I think he's going to be able to possibly go find a team yeah. where he's going to be able to play some football with his, you know, with his career. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they, you know, if they can get a seventh round pick for him, take it. You know, <laughs> right. it's about all you can do. Hope for like anywhere like that fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. So I, I don't know this kid right here. You know, he'll probably if they can stash him on the, we'll probably like put him on the practice squad. You're right. You know, yeah, because I, I, you know, once you get down to like anyone after like the fourth round, I really don't know anyone unless they were like a named player coming out of college that, that fell that far. You're right. But you and know, also- it apparently the, he has a strong arm. So, you know, that's good. That's always nice to have. <laughs> Zip it yeah, in there. It's a plus on your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that weak arm. No. And also, um, like, we had 10, 10, 10 undrafted rookies. Yep. Um, now, I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys, they would fall in the category of guys that you could possibly find in the later rounds just because they didn't make the, 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 uh, the cut on draft day. But, you know, you've always got to watch for the diamond in the yeah. rough with these with this crew because yep. not everybody not everybody could get drafted there's only so many teams yeah. only so many picks willie so, parker willie parker's a perfect example and I, I, willie parker i think james harrison was as well an undrafted yeah. so yes, you know kurt warner you know you always find players that just fall through the cracks like you said yeah and you know i mean we have an, we have uh quite a few linemen here we got a couple defensive linemen a couple linebackers um for me personally i do recognize one of the guys and he's from a neighboring town donovan jeter the defensive lineman for michigan he uh went to high school right down over the hill here in beaver falls and he graduated there and then ended up going to michigan and was on that that tough defensive line yeah that michigan was bringing the past two, you know a couple years i do um recognize him i i'm pulling for him just because he is here i would love to see him in the black and gold moving forward if he doesn't, you know, it's fine. Hopefully he can get on a team somewhere, but he's the one that I, mm-hmm. um, that I recognize from this, yep. this group, as far as everybody else. I mean, you know, like we said, they're, they're, if they're going to be a diamond in a rough, that's what they're going to be because, yeah, you know, uh, you don't really know too much about these guys. I'm going to go one, 
a little different here, Mike. Did you see the uh, free agent that we signed yesterday, the safety out of Dallas? Yes. DeMonte Casey. Now, this guy, four years in the league, he was playing with Atlanta for three years out the cut, had a pretty good career going on, went to Dallas for one year. So I'm watching the highlights last night, getting preparation for the show. And one thing that I noticed was this guy's a ball hawk. He has a nose for the ball. And what, what I what I think that they're doing is they didn't get their guy with the with the um the honey badger. Yeah. So you have Terrell uh Edmonds, who is a pretty good run stop from the safety position. Yeah. They bring in this ball hawk in to switch that up a little bit because you're not gonna get it with one player like they wanted from the, the uh honey badger. So now yeah. I think they're gonna do it by committee. I think you're gonna have Edmonds playing most of the snaps just because he's really familiar with this defense and the in the uh scheme. However, I think you're going to see them switching around and using Casey, using him on extra defensive back situations, yeah. um, different things like that. Get him on the field because this guy has a nose for the ball. And if you watch his highlights, he always, always finds his way to that ball. If it's popping out of guys' hands, if it's, um, you know, this guy is always on the ball. I think we're going to like him. So, uh, yeah, and I'm just looking at the depth chart right now. You have Edmonds and Fitzpatrick. And you got Casey, Carl Joseph, Trey Norwood, who came out of nowhere as a seventh round pick last year, Miles Killerbrew. It's not like I I'm comfortable with that safety position. Like there's there's pretty there's a good depth there. Yeah, right. I, I like it. And every like, you know, Casey made plays last year. Killerbrew was making plays last year. He made a lot on special teams. Norwood, like, you know, he was just making plays as a un, as a seventh round pick. Carl Joseph, I think he was a former first round pick for the Bengals. So he has pedigree. So it's not bad. The only spot I'm worried about is cornerback. I'm looking right now. You have Justin Lane, Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, Akilah Witherspoon, James Pierre, then a couple of jobbers. Let's just be honest. I, I, I personally <laughs> would like to see them bring Hayden back. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's in yeah. the books anymore. But um, if, they, if they can bring him back, that that will sure up that position be a lot i'll be a lot more comfortable that would make our our secondary one of the top secondaries in the league in my opinion i wouldn't go that far i'd go like they would be put them in the top half because you figure you know with with hayden uh what's the other guy the other corner from buffalo levi wallace levi wallace make fitzpatrick and then you know you go you go by uh safety by committee with the two guys that's a pretty damn good secondary and the way witherspoon played last year at that tail end when he was playing in he was like one of the top top rated corners week in week out so if he can continue to play like that uh yeah it'd be more and more comfortable and then uh, i'd like to see them get another outside linebacker just to help back up because right now you have high smith and watt and then your top backup is Derek tuska and gerald exactly. avery john simon tj exactly. montley tyree johnson Deontay Scott, you know, there's not a lot of, a lot of, not a lot of like name, name depth, you know? Right. So, and then D line, if Tuit can come back, if Alawalo comes back, they have some good players there. Hey, we're Alawalo, Tuit, Wormley, who had seven sacks last year. Adams, who they picked up off the Bears practice squad, came out of nowhere. Isaiah Leitermelk, a six round pick last year, who played solid. Then you have like, Henry Mondu, who's made plays here and there. Carlos Davis, who's been around in the system for a while. So they got good depth on the D-line. Yeah, for I, sure. I'm, I'm just like a corner, corner and outside linebacker depth. 
and then everyone knows about the struggles of the offensive line. So hopefully the guys that they brought in will do well, but I don't know. A core for right tackle. If you could cut down on the holding penalties, they'll be they'll be pretty good. Yeah, that usually helps. <laughs> he only gave up like a couple sacks, but he had people are like, he gave, only gave up a handful of sacks. Like, yeah, but he had like 10 holding penalties throughout the year that killed us. Right, right. So I don't know. We'll see. He's Hopefully he'll make that jump from year four to year five. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, if he's going to do it, he's got to come along. You got to come along good, at some point. Yeah. You know? Mike, we have. We have a show on the 14th of May, okay? And this is called The Great Vibes and Road Life Tour. And Hit Em Hard is going to be performing there that night. Now, this again is Saturday, May 14th. It's going to be from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And it's at Perry's Pub at 2341 Chaplin Street, Wheeling, West Virginia, 26003. Put that in your GPS. So that is on the 14th, Mike. Um, Also, everybody... You don't want to forget on the 29th this month, the 20, 28th, it's the uh, the Memorial Day jump off. Now, this is going to be down at Frank's Grill at 1111 7th Avenue, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, 15010. Uh, make sure you get down there. This is going to be from 9 to 1, $10 at the door, tight security. And this is going to be a lot of the um, a lot of the rappers and acts that we've had come through here and a lot of the guys that we've uh, met over you know time yep. and and we visited the last time we went down to the big show but there's a very very interesting part about this show yes the two dumb yenders us us these beautiful faces are going to be hosting this show this is the the memorial day jump off may 29th nine o'clock p.m to 1 a.m get down there because we will be hosting we will be hosting hosting this is going to be great (laughs) the the worst acts are going to be on stage all the time and that's us (laughs) us. but no no it's going to be fun out you know it's exciting you know to you know when you told me that antoine reached out i was i was a little taken aback yeah i I was shocked uh but you know also you know in a good way that they they thought of us to come out and you know do that for them i'm like hell yeah yeah for sure you know now we have the burden of trying to figure out how the hell we we're gonna entertain people <laughs> right. because we're we're used to being on this side of the microphone or this side of the camera. Yeah. So now we're gonna go and it's gonna be a whole new experience. But you know what? I think it's gonna go awesome. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. We're we're gonna knock it out of the park. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be you know, if we're the worst part of the show, I want us to be the worst part of the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because right. that way everyone else you know will be that much better. Right. Why? Absolutely. Why is my dummy every time? Put my dummy away. What are you talking about? Put my dummy away. I don't, oh. I don't know what you're talking about. The, the show has gone off the rails. Good. He's a little, little drool right there. Just wipe him up. <laughs> also, one other thing, Mike, on the, um, the promotions, we have... Big stuff, big stuff going on as far as the Bigfoot movie. Now we all know uh, the Bigfoot movie. The sequel is coming out on May 10th. That's only nine days from now. So Eight between days. how many days? Eight. Holy shit! Today's already the second. So we yeah. have <laughs> a little over a week. Uh, next uh, next week we get the tenth. So what's going to happen in between now and then is 
they're going to have premiere shows at um, drive-in theaters, movie theaters, sneak preview shows. Now, you could go and you could um, hang out with the guys from the movie, which include the Pittsburgh dad. And, um, you know, you go down there, BigfootTheMovie.com to get tickets for a lot of these events. Now, I know that you don't need to buy tickets in advance for the drive-in. However, the regular shows where you're going into a, a facility, you do need to get tickets in advance. So you're, you're going to want to get on BigfootTheMovie.com. Uh, so then also, Mike, a couple more things. And then you're also going to want to revisit that site as well because they do have an amazing merchandise section. Get in there, buy some stuff. You could buy the, um, the first movie. And like I said, you could also pre-order your Bigfoot, the movie, the sequel. So check that out. Mike, one other thing before I go into my draft take of this whole thing. <laughs> um, so this week, what we're going to do, we are dipping our toes in the water. And we are going to have these five shows at the same time we've been running our shows. Late yep. Monday night, late Tuesday night, in addition, late Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. However, I think next week, once we go live, everybody, we still have to talk about this and iron this out, but I think that we are going to be 11 o'clock a.m. Monday through Friday live Yep. moving forward. So, again, Catch us Mike live. and I going to talk about this, and, you know, and, and we're going to give you more information as we know it on Facebook, on the shows, whatever, whatever. So, keep, you know, keep your eyes open because we will have all that information moving forward. Michael. Yes. My my take on the draft. All right. Let's hear it. This was a feel-good draft. In my opinion, you know, sometimes teams have these. And what I mean by a feel-good draft, you have this quarterback out of pit. He kind of became this this fan favorite. He overachieved his, you know, seventh his seventh senior year at Pitt. And people (laughs) really took to him and they liked him and he did all these great things his final year. And they thought, wow, he could really be a guy like Ben Roethlisberger for this city. He's a, he's a guy that everybody can really uh, latch on to and, and really love as, as a football player. So I think that's what happened with Kenny Pickett. Ultimately, not that's not everything, but I think that plays a big part of it. And to kind of go into my narrative, what I'm saying is this is a feel-good draft. Also, Mike uh, touched on a point earlier about Cam Hayward's little brother. Now we have not one, not two. We have four, four sets of brothers on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. What's more feel good than that? If you're if you're a fair weather football fan, if you're not really, um, you don't know really know the game, you don't know the stats, you don't know things like that. These are feel good stories. People love to see. You know, let's let's get a mm-hmm. sideline shot of Cam Hayward, his little brother uh, Connor, talking about a play in between the plays. Let's get. So I think the way I take it, the way I label this year's draft, I labeled a feel good draft. You have these every once in a while. I don't mind it. Um, you know, your your points are valid about the quarterback situation. Um, I, I don't know what to make of Kenny Pickett. I'm optimistic, but I'm a pit guy. Yeah. So you're going to kind of have to prove me. They're going to have to prove, he's going to have to prove me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board now. Um, you know, these other guys, I, I, I like the George Pickens. I think that, I think he's going to be a nice pickup. I think that our receiving core needed somebody like him. Yeah. Somebody to add just another, another, uh, page to the wide receiver book that we have. And then also the, um, Calvin Austin out of, out of Memphis. I, like you said, this guy's fast, and there's a lot of good things on him yeah. as far as stats and highlights. So getting a couple of these receivers in here, I think that's really going to help this team moving forward because this is an area that, in my opinion, is one of our weak links. And I stated this a couple of weeks ago. I would stated my Achilles heel, excuse me, is the quarterback and receiver position. Yeah. 
being that I, like I said, I'm a pit guy, I'm a Kenny Pickett guy. I now feel that the Achilles heel is the receiver position, but I think that that could be, that could be solved really quick. I think the way that this team could resolve their quarter, their receiver issues, I'm sorry, is these guys just got to get up here. They got to, you know, with, with Chase, yeah. Claypool, his, his biggest competitors between his ears. Yeah. If this kid could keep his head in the game and, 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 and perform and want to be one of the better players in the league. He can certainly do oh, it. Yeah. Um, Deontay Johnson, I'm still waiting. I mean, somehow he snuck a thousand yards in last season. I, yeah. I must've been in the kitchen or, you know, going to the bathroom or something because I missed it. But if, you know, he comes forth and has another thousand yard season, Chase Claypool could, you know, get the fog out of his head. And then mm-hmm. one of these other guys step it up. Plus one of these other guys that we picked up through free agency, the yep. guy from New England, the guy from, so uh, yeah. uh, Baltimore, Yep, we could have a decent receiving yeah. core. They just ha- they they have to want to do it as a team. These four, these five receivers that we have, they're going to want to have. They're going to want to have to take over games. To want to achieve as the team, and you know if if they do, if they don't, that's going to be as far as this team goes, in my opinion. Um, everything else as far as the picks, I mean, you you know you weren't off. I agree with uh, pretty much everything that you said. Um, again, I liked. I like Donovan Jeter out of the free agent <laughs> undrafted yeah. because, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of local ties with that. So again, that yeah. would kind of fall under the, the feel good. Yeah. The feel good, yeah, the feel good vibe. Yeah. So I'm a big fan there. I think the DeMonte Casey pickup was huge. I seen that last night. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, he's a, he, he has a nose, man. Check yeah. out some of his highlights later. I it, mean, you probably already have. Um, his numbers are pretty good, uh, with the exception of I think, you, like you said, one season he had an injury he was fighting when he was in Atlanta. Was that the guy or was that somebody uh, else? No, it was someone else. Someone else. My bad. Yeah, but no, okay. he like he has like good starting experience too. So it's not like he was a career backup. The guy started in the league. He was successful in the league. And like so, I said, go watch his highlights. You're 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 gonna yeah. be a bit surprised. This guy's a baller, man. He he put me in mind of one of them guys that Baltimore would always have back air in the secondary yeah. that just kind of always found their way to, to be at the right place. Yeah, I think we're gonna get that from him, and he's gonna produce turnovers, which Terrell Edmonds doesn't. However, his his um style his, of safety is different. You know, yeah, he, he, he's a good run stopper. Yeah, so, and him, him and Minka have that good good chemistry too. So. I like I like I, I like the re-signing of Edmonds, and then like you said, you're filling in these other players that fill in different niches of the team, and which is what you need. I, I like that. I like the way they're built the secondary. Absolutely, man. This um, and also something that we never really have any any success with. Not a lot. I'm going to say not a lot of success. The um, special teams, as far as kickoff and punt return. Now, yeah. this guy you brought over from New England. If we could just get one of these firecrackers, one of these guys that, that New England kind of um, creates in Bill Belichick's basement, uh, <laughs> and they could come here and do what they do in New England, yeah. I think that would be fantastic. Because if this guy could come in and, and provide that spark every time he touches the ball to maybe gets us, you know, to the 40 yard yeah. line close to midfield, that, that goes such a long way in the course of a football game and field position and what you're trying to do oh, as a yeah. team, you know, we, I, I would love to see, because just in general, I think you got to go back to Rod Woodson as you're a Steeler fan to, to look for that player. Eh, we had like AB, Santonio Holmes, but those were like, you know, they only did it for like a year or two until they became starters. Right. Yeah. I, I will say like Antoine Randall was like the last, last one. 
You know, there was a guy. We had a guy. He was um probably about eight, eight, nine years ago, even. I think he wore number 42. His name was Stefan Logan. You remember this guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget. This yeah. guy was a hell of a returner. I think in, I think in preseason he had two or three kick returns for a touchdown. I think he even had a punt return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I thought this guy is going to be the real deal. And then he disappeared in the in the in the nowhere. I've never seen the guy. You know what? I seen he went to Detroit briefly. Yeah, he went he to. Here for, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, for for whatever reason. But yeah, he was there. And then I, I just I, I haven't seen him since. Yeah, yeah, that was God, man. That was a long time ago. But yeah, so hopefully, like uh, you know, Gunner and uh, Calvin Austin can provide that one-two punch in the return game. Absolutely. We, we, we just need that. You know what I mean? Especially if we're trying to be a team that's a competitor moving forward and want to get back in the playoffs yep. and want to actually win some games. What, what a big boost having a guy like that would be, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, provide that spark, come out of the second half when you're down 10 points and, and, and return a kick down to the opponent's 19 yard line. Oh yeah. You know, that, that, that's such a game changer. And in the NFL, everybody's so damn good. One play like that goes such a long way in the course of yeah. the game. Yeah, and like we've seen that against the Steelers, like a team will come out and have a, like a good kick return to start the second half, or a long pass to start the second half, and then next thing you know, that team's rolling. The Steelers are reeling, and that's what we need. We need to flip the script there. We need those big returns. You think? Um, let me ask you this: Do you think Najee Harris? Now that now that we have this re, you know this rebuilt line that we kind of worked mm-hmm. on in the off season, is he um is he going to pass twelve hundred yards? Yeah, yep, he's going to do it. Just one, just that the way the line's been rebuilt, and two, just the amount of carries. I think he's going to have to get this year, just like last year. He's gonna he'll have twelve hundred easily. What do you think happens first? He gets 1,200 yards or he gets injured because they're running him too much? Knock on wood, he better not get hurt. If he does, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you what, if he gets hurt, we're down to, you know, I mean, the bare Benny Snell. Yeah, that, that's one thing that annoyed me with the draft. We didn't get any backup running back health. Help. We still have Benny Snell, McFarland, Trey Edmonds. Yeah. Like, that's, that's blah. In your favor, who the guy we're getting your um your Christmas list ready for, um, Connor Hayward. Yep. I, yep. I already got your I got your Connor Hayward shirt ordered already for Christmas. It, it will go right to the dumpster next to the Cam Hayward one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe so, one day maybe one day they'll win a championship. Also, Mike, did you see? Now I'm going to change directions real quick. All right. Come back and talk about football. Um, okay, l- l- let me let me go here first. I watched a little bit of this fan league the other day. Did you catch any of the fan league yet? No. Now this is the league where the fans call the plays. Uh huh. Um, it, it, it's it's interesting, and you know what? It's not bad either. You're you're watching it. The only thing that kind of gets me is it can certainly improve in the sense that you're not really in the know of what's going on as far as plays are being called. It seems like everybody has a helmet on that has a microphone in it or not uh-huh. a microphone, but you know, headset headset. Cause you know, you're watching a game and you're basically just watching 11 guys stand around looking at each other for, it seems like forever. Yeah. And then they run a play. And then next thing you know, you're standing there, what you're sitting there watching all these guys standing around looking at each other and they're, they're listening. You can, you can see them all listening. Yeah. So whatever it is that, that, that they take out and they don't include as far as this whole thing goes, 
that's what it that's what it's missing. Yeah. you need to get maybe something on where we could see the plays that the fans are calling um and I'm, I'm not sure exactly the process to do what, what these fans are doing. I, I'd like to try it. I think it's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be anything that that, um, that rivals the NFL. In, in time <laughs> no, in no, no, no. But I but think it, it's interesting. Yeah. And like I said, you're, you're sitting there a lot of times just watching these guys just look around. So, I mean, if they make a few changes and, and change some stuff it around, up. it could be yeah. okay. You know? Kind of have like – Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say kind of have like how Madden has like your three plays to choose from. Yes. Yeah, have like that. Boom, vote on these ones right here and then go. I think that would be very interesting if they would do it like that. Now, this is the one thing that I was going to just kind of um, move away from football for a second. Did you see, Mike, did you see the uh, the movie coming out? It's a Karen movie. It's called Karen. No. And it's um, it is exactly what it is. This woman, she, uh, th- this family moves into the neighborhood and she starts kind of pestering them. And, and then it kind of turns into harassment. And um, it, it almost like like a thriller or drama yeah. kind of thing. And by the end of the the trailer, you're like, yeah, I want to see this. You know, uh, fucking Karens, fuck them. Yeah, but <laughs> does she have like the Karen haircut? Like it's parted over here and goes all the way over to here. She does. It's black That's... though. Like a lot of times, like when I uh, a lot Karen of the Karens out, are it's the white, you know, the blonde haired like Karen, white. Yeah. yeah. No, but she's she's an attractive woman. Um, you know, like I said, as you're watching the trailer, she's kind of giving these people to shit and stuff like that. And uh, by the end of the movie, like I said, I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but if you get a chance, check out the trailer. I think the movie's gonna, I think it's gonna be really good, especially with what, where, what Karen is now in yeah. our oh, culture. Yep, it, like you know, it's that it, it's permeated the uh, the zeitgeist of the culture. Everyone know, everyone knows what Karen is. You say Karen, people automatically know. She's a bitch. You're right. In in do you think that Karens know that they're Karens? You know what I mean? Even no. like <laughs> they think they're right. I've dealt with plenty of Karens working with the general public. Right, right. You just look at them, you're like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And they just go out. It seems like they just go out looking for problems. You know they what do. I mean? They do. They have nothing better to do. So no. that's gonna like they're like, my life sucks. I'm gonna ruin someone else's day. And do you think the name Karen starts to um, oh, dissipate yeah. moving mm-hmm. forward? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, yeah. You're going to see a lot of, like, on the names list, Karen's just dropping, dropping, dropping. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to name their kid Karen. No. Uh-uh. Like, Karen and Adolf are going to be two names you don't hear a lot of anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so that was the other thing that I had that was non-football related. Yeah. So I wanted to throw them think couple things out there um listen everybody we, we brand new stuff brand new stuff obviously you can tell we're not on a podcast you can see us so we are on a brand new brand new format here same format different idea moving forward we have five days a week five days a week five days a week this week is going to be um 11 o'clock at night give or take on these five recorded zoom episodes and then next week we're going to be doing five 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 live shows one every day 11 o'clock a.m an hour live show you're not going to want to miss we got a lot of good stuff we have a, we, yes. we have a lot of good stuff for you everybody um mike yes so so, so so tell me now tell me how you really feel about the draft i i give this draft a light soft a 
plus c plus c plus you have a quarterback who had one good year wide receiver coming back after an acl injury you have a defensive lineman who's a tweener and they're talking about you know oh maybe we can bulk them up move them inside bulk them up move them outside so okay that's three players who who are supposed to start and, and have question marks got a little wide receiver uh, as your fourth pick and you already signed a guy in free agency who kind of fills that role then you have a linebacker that no one has a draft profile on you got a fullback who was drafted because of his brother's last name and then you have a project quarterback in the seventh round you didn't fill any of your holes really on the offensive line you only addressed two picks on the defensive side, which you see that defense get tore up last year. Uh, C plus if they pan out, if everyone, like if your top three pan out, it will go to an A, but you know, we won't know until four years down the line, how good this draft class was. Now, where do you, where do you put this? Um, the top three from this draft, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, DeMarvin Leal, where do you put him? Where do you put them next to last year's? Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, and Kendrick uh, um, Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green. Uh, I, oh, fuck. Shit, my neck. <laughs> I was all, all stressed out from this draft class. It's hurt my, hurt my <laughs> neck. All tense. No, I, I would go last year's draft class. Even with, Kendrick, year? even with Kendrick Green having an up and down year. You faded me off. You faded me you off. Yeah, you better. Yeah, I'll, I'm cooling down. I'm cooling down now. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Thank you. I needed that fan. I needed that I blow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I like last year's top three for better. Yeah, I think ultimately I do too. Um, you know, you, you, got, things- you got the best running back. You got the number two tight end last year. He was right there neck and neck competing stat-wise with the number one tight end. The center, you know, he was up and down. And if they would move him to guard, he might be better. But, you know, we'll wait and see. But right now, I'm liking last year's draft. Of course, last year's draft, I liked it already just because I knew who Najee was. I knew who Pat Frymuth were. I watched those guys perform week in and week out. One, because I'm a Penn State fan. And two, you just can't turn a game on on Saturdays without Alabama playing. So you've seen these guys play for three, four years. With these guys that that we drafted this year, it's like, like, who are these guys? They've had, like one good year maybe two good years out of their whole college career so where are they are they actually the good years or are they really the the down years so it's hard to tell so that kind of brings me to another question i had so in the list of the undrafted rookies that we that we brought in now the guard chris owens from Uh alabama now this guy let me ask you a question what is your take because you have this guy who didn't get drafted. He fell into the undrafted. He got signed. We kind of talked about these guys, you know, in this in this mm-hmm. class of players. But still, he was a guy who got drafted, or I'm sorry, who got, um, uh, you know, the the Alabama, Alabama yeah. wanted this guy. Alabama scouted him and said, "We want this guy to be one of our linemen." He was on the line when this team was in state in, in, in championship games. What do you think about somebody like him? That it makes you wonder if someone like why did they fall? If you're coming from that like a football powerhouse right. like that, why do you, is your talent level just you know top tier 
in college into where your weaknesses are aren't as exposed in college as they are in the pros so is it you know your weaknesses are could be hidden in college now if you come to the pros your strengths won't aren't able to compensate for your weaknesses so right. it could it, it, something like that because it's you know i it, i wouldn't be surprised if he makes a practice squad someone like that with that type of pedigree i can see him he won't make the 52 man or officer 53 whatever it is now but i can see him making the practice squad and here's the thing these guys you know they, they've already fell through all the cracks they didn't get drafted mm-hmm. they went through seven rounds they're still out there with no team so you got to say to yourself, even these people that are making these late picks, like we were talking about, basically the picks of the guys that aren't going to be on the team, you know, come, come the end of August, he fell past that group of people. So yeah. that, that's the kind of things that make you wonder. But again, my question being, you know, he was obviously good enough to get picked up, you know, by Alabama and have a, a career there and enjoy but, the, but the, so, the NFL draft. So, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to wait to see on guys like that, right? Yeah, but, like, you know, Alabama produces how many people – they have 80 guys on scholarship every year. So, right. just, you know, it's – I think a lot of people just have – Alabama is their peak talent level, and then after that, you have you, – you've already peaked. You can't improve anymore. Right. Or, yeah, some of these guys from smaller schools – you see their talent grow year in year out and then, Oh, Hey, this is someone who fell through the cracks and they could have a better pro career. So I, right. you know, it, I don't know. We'll see like undrafted guys, you know, there'll be one or two fan favorites and that, you know, people will be saying should be starting over, you know, a veteran. It, happens, right, it happens every year. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I tell you what, after the draft comes and goes, now you're just sitting there thinking, come on, let's let's get to July. Let's get these guys in camp. Let's, yeah. You know what I mean? Get, let's get the ball rolling. But we have to go through May and June now. So mm-hmm. now, now it's just the countdown for the new Madden to come out to see what the ratings yeah. are. And for me to, you know, stupidly spend another $70 on a fucking roster update. Well, that we, we got, <laughs> we got, hockey, we got hockey and, and uh, baseball to hold us over. So we have the Pirates who suck, and then the Penguins who are probably going to get bounced in the first round again, playing the Rangers who have destroyed them all year. I know. I I'm know. sorry. I'm not trying to be a downer. It's just <laughs> it is no. what it is. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder about you. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to consider this Ohio resident thing you have going on. Hey, hey, hey! I was born in McKeesport. My my PA credentials are solid. I got the Ooh, birth I, I got the birth certificate. <laughs> yeah i just um i'm excited man and, and you're, you're not wrong the pirates are going to be what the pirates are going to be and, mm-hmm. and um uh, hopefully the penguins can make it out of the first round this year yeah right yeah. What you, they got the first round the rangers rangers yeah it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough one but right now I, i'm thinking it's gonna be four two rangers yeah i their goal is just been I, he's just been lights out all year it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to top him really yeah he's just been that good oh hold on lost, oh god lost my, lost my water bottle here all right all right so that's actually going to be cut because we can't put that on youtube <laughs> all right so with uh you know that being said the uh you got you know but then we also have the pit, uh, basketball season Pit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pit basketball. 
<laughs> I'd go rather watch some dudes at the Y play it up. Yes. Um, real quick, before we get ready to bounce, what about the moving forward? Now, I know that you're a Penn State guy, but I'm a Pitt guy. Pitt Panthers in the offseason poll right now are sitting at number nine. Number nine in the NCAA uh, college football. What's Pitt going to do this year? Um, is uh, the wide receiver transferring to USC or not? Um, you know what? That's a very good question. I, I, I think that he's going to ultimately, but I don't know yet. Yeah. So if he's gone, if he transfers, I, they're going to plummet down the polls. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I don't start paying attention to, to, uh, to like a week before kickoff <laughs> in college right. football. I like, right. yeah, I don't know. I Penn state, they they'll play so well. And then last half of the season, they just crumble. It's depressing. I mean, the Big Ten's tough, though. I mean, you know, by, by yeah. time the second half, it's, it's, not, it's not the ACC where there's no right. one. You right. Have to wait for Clemson to have a good year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're always going to be playing Ohio State. You're always going to be playing Michigan. You know, yep. Michigan State generally has got a good team. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. But hey, everybody, we want to thank you. Listen, guys, here we are, brand new format moving forward. Keep tuning in. Keep checking us out on Spotify as far as our episodes without the video. You can still watch. You can still check them out on Spotify. You can check them out on Anchor. And then uh, YouTube is where you'll be watching the videos. Anywhere yep. else, Mike? Uh, right now, that those are the uh, platforms that we're on. Okay. And like I said, that's going to finish through this week. And then next week, we are going to be going live five days. Um, yes. Every morning at 11 o'clock, you're going to want to see that. And we will give you updates as we get closer yes. to where you're going to be able to check yes. this out, so on and so forth. And don't worry. If you can't catch the lives, everything's going to still be uploaded to the same platforms. Absolutely. And you know what? You can, play, you can play any of our shows anytime. Get in a car to go to work in the morning. Put the show on. You're at lunch with the, the ladies at work. Put the show on. You're at home sitting in the sun in the evening while the kids play in the yard. Put the show on. There's going to be lots of great stuff, lots of great material, lots of great interviews, lots of great stuff coming your way. You're not yes. going to want to miss everybody. Keep yeah. tuning in. And as for Ryan, for Mike, in our very first, our very first, our very first Zoom video episode, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Yes. And for Ryan and Mike and the two dumb users, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Have a great time.